right now, creating the brand is really important in the dropshipping sector because advertising is um, became more expensive every day, especially on Facebook. And this means that the real profit nowadays comes from uh, returning customers. So actually, you need to create customer loyalty. You need to create a brand that people can recognize and people that come back to buy again on your store. You're listening to Ecomonics, a Debutify podcast, your resource for one-of-a-kind insights into the world of e-commerce and business in the modern age. This is Joseph. I'll be presenting a wealth of industry knowledge from interviews with successful business people and our own state-of-the-art research. Your time is valuable, so let's go. One of the reasons why I encourage new listeners to go to the beginning of the series is so that their own understanding and progress mirrors mine. In the current state that I'm in, it was a delight to be able to talk to my guest today, Simona Ferrazza, at my current best. We talk about Yakify, an Italian-based dropshipping service nearly requisite with the needs of my own circumstance, which is saying a lot because it's not the first dropshipping service I've talked to, or even the first Italian one. A lot of close calls, I'll say that. In this episode, we cover everything we could think of, and then some, to introduce Yakify to you, the discerning listener. So enjoy, and think carefully about your own needs, too, while you're at it. Simona Ferrazza, it is good to have you here in Ecomonics. Thank you for joining us today, all the way from beautiful Rome. How are you doing today? How are you feeling? It's really nice to be here with you, and you are so nice to invite me here to have this chat with you. I'm really happy. We're happy to do it too. Uh, one of the great missions of this show is I like to see ourselves as like a spaceship and we explore the e-commerce galaxy and we want to make contact with as many different places as we can. So let's let's make that contact. First question off the bat is uh, who are you and what do you do? So this is a first contact like in Star Trek, right? <laughs> Uh, Hopefully it goes better than that, uh, than what, what, what they went through, uh, the border kind of unstoppable. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm Simona Pellazza, and I'm the CEO at CMO in uh, Yakiofy. Uh, Yakiofy is a dropshipping software that helps dropshippers completely automated the management of, the, of their businesses. Nice and succinct. And I'm happy to say too, by the way, that um, I signed up for this uh, uh, yesterday uh, when I was doing some uh, just a little bit of preparation for this. Um, but myself, I've I've joined the the ranks of uh, of the dropshippers. I'm an amateur. I'm so green at it. But after talking to so many people and being so immersed in the industry, I said, okay, well, enough is enough. I got to do this myself. And and so far, I I do understand like a, a little tiny bit of it. Um, and there are some things that I'm happy to uh, to see. But we'll, we're gonna we're gonna break down all of this so our listeners have a very clear understanding of how this works and uh, why they should pick it up. But let's let's get that rundown going. So, uh, how did uh, how did this program come about? What's its you know what's its origin? If uh, you can definitely tell us that story, we'd love to hear it. And you know what unique position is it looking to attain in the e-commerce industry? The founder of Yachtify are Giovanni Conforti, that uh, is an Italian businessman expert in international trade, and Carol Xiao, that is a Taiwanese lady expert in logistics. They cooperate for many years in the import sector from China. And they helped many companies to start dropshipping products in the early mm-hmm. 2000s. Early 2000s. Uh, but at that, yes, but at that time, dropshipping was completely manual. You need to do a lot of stuff, like with file, like you need to contact the supplier and then send to them a specification about the product. They have to send you back 
info, picture, elements, uh, and then you need, to, mm-hmm. um, you need to send them back orders uh, and get back mm-hmm. with the file, uh, the shipping. So it was really complicated. And then some apps start to appear um, on the market uh, that can connect uh, actually a store with uh, a Chinese uh, B2C marketplace. Uh, and you can import the product from this marketplace and sell this kind of product. But this mm-hmm. is actually not really drop shipping. This is a classic call arbitrage. Um, so uh, in this situation, in this market, uh, Giovanni and Carol, that are the founder of our company, decide that they want to create a software, something that can be, uh, then can automate the management of a drop shipping business uh, without doing arbitrage, but offering B2B services. So, like with this goal in mind, they founded a startup called YACSRL here in Italy, and they start to create a software, the software of their dreams, you know, a software that could completely automate the management of a dropshipping business. Um, at the beginning, uh, we have only automatic fulfillment, and then we have automatic import of the product. And then we create uh, an image recognition technology. Uh, actually, this technology, we are asking for a patent because uh, like our software team developed this technology. Uh, and with this technology now, uh, like uh, if a customer sends a picture to us, we can recognize the, this picture, find the same product in our huge supplier database and give back a quotation in real time. In some way, like our goal is to try to continue to make this business and introduce other types of innovation and new technology based on IE and also big data. Mm-hmm. So, um, like, the more the management of a dropshipping business is automated, the more the dropshipper can save time. And if they save time, they, have, um, they can do things that they care about, like marketing their businesses, for example. Mm-hmm. You know, people have different uh, things that they find fun about about business. I, you, once in a while, we'll hear about somebody who's like really passionate about logistics, or is really passionate about uh, spreadsheets and, and accounting. And, uh, and and God bless them. Um, I you know I, I I would say that like a lot of the people who get into us, where a lot of that fun comes from, really is in the marketing because that's the external communication to other customers. You know, you get to understand their problems, you get to solve them, and uh, you know you get to hear the positive feedback. And so, uh, one way or another, everybody should at least participate in the joy of marketing and you know being being there for the customers. Yes, yes, I think it's really important especially for dropshipper because you know you are a kind of retail so it's important to market well your product to advertise well your product. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the, the founders of uh, and creators of the program, they were working on this in the early 2000s, back when everything was manual. And I briefly flashed back to the early 2000s myself and how, like, we even had to manually connect to the Internet. You know, it's, it's a lot of, like, old school, everybody just, like, tapping the keyboard one finger at a time. One of the things that I, I appreciate about this uh, this process is that we what we found over the show, over talking to a lot of different people, is that it's always better to start manual before things become automated. Because if people do things manually, then they understand what to actually do uh, and they understand how it works. And they appreciate the need for it to then be automated so that now this thing that they've been doing individually, one at a time, is now being done to scale. Yes, exactly. If you want to sell hundreds of products every day, for sure you need something that helps you scale yourself and automate all these processes. And another thing actually, uh, I was just wondering, because you mentioned about um, you know trying to avoid arbitrage. 
is like what's the line between uh, arbitrage and then the, the drop shipping that uh, that that your company does uh, tend to support? Because it sounds like arbitrage is more like if it's like in a department store, like a Walmart or something along those lines. That's the point where it's now arbitrage. But is there is there a line across before it counts? Arbitrage is when uh, you know you buy a product from another marketplace that is already selling that product for custom for customers. So you have this marketplace that is already offering that product at that price mm-hmm. to a final customer. So a customer can find the same product by themselves and buy the same product by themselves from that marketplace. So you are only like marketing mm-hmm. better a, a product that another marketplace is already offering to B2C. Uh, with the normal drop shipping means that you buy product uh, directly from supplier or factory. So you have a B2B kind of relationship. This means, and the difference, the big difference is with a company, uh, if you buy a lot of products, if you scale, if you make great number, you Mm -hmm. can actually um, pay less for your product. So for example, if you buy on AliExpress, like you buy 100 products, you pay the same price. If you buy 100 products with us, in general, with a B2B relationship, you pay less because you buy wholesale. And this is one thing. Uh, the other thing is that normally with arbitrage, you uh, are connected to, uh, you know, to a retailer that uploads that product on, uh, on that marketplace. So you are not in a relationship with the marketplace. The marketplace don't, like, don't give you any assurance about the quality or the shipping time of the product. You actually have a relationship mm-hmm. with the supplier that upload the product on the marketplace. And often it's really difficult to have a good relationship with them. Finally, another thing is mm, normally when you do arbitrage, you cannot do private labels because you, know, you simply buy a product that is already on another marketplace. You cannot change that product or add, for example, customized packaging or customized card or tag your product. Yeah, it does remind me of when I first started noticing Facebook ads. And then I this is before I, I joined Debut, I really sort of understand how this works. Um, but I, I also had my long hair at the time. And I ordered this pro, this comb, it, it heats up on its own. And it, I'm supposed to like brush my hair with it. And you know, the the product once it arrived, uh, it was in a destroyed box. The the instructions were all like poorly translated. Like wait wait till heat full happy time. Like it was just so like not on on what I think the brand uh, uh, would have wanted had they had they had the choice. Uh, but there's a lot of really good points in there. And one thing that stuck out to me as well is I think the idea of arbitraging means you're buying from a business that is very likely also doing their own marketing because obviously they want to hand out their own flyers. They run their own commercials. AliExpress. I mean buying individually from it. Um, I don't know if I've ever seen AliExpress ads, but I think even so, they are customer facing. And it, like you say, they're only selling one product at a time. And I would say like one of the biggest issues with this too is the fact that I, in order to succeed, I can't market vertically. I have to market laterally, which means that I have to look for a customer base that they're not targeting. I'm basically going after the same slice of the pie that they're going after. I'm just trying to find out a different piece uh, rather than look for a way to create my own, basically my own pie. Yes, of course, this is also really true. Uh, from your end, um, when did you join the project and you know, what were you up to prior to this as well? Were you always in e-commerce or were you always in business or did you have like a, a unique path that got you to this point? Actually, I have um, 
really a good relationship with China and also with e-commerce. Like, uh, mm, I lived in China for more than five years. I speak Chinese and I oh, wow. work there for a company in marketing. Then my job before this was actually a job in a, in a company that sells uh, car services online. So it's a kind of e-commerce, but completely different. It's not drop shipping, it's car services. So in some way, like um, when uh, Giovanni offered me this job, I was really happy because I could come back to the origins, so come back to China and have a relationship with China and work with China. And I'm, I'm really happy for that. If we have time for it, I, I will ask you about your, your experience in China, but we'll, we'll, we'll chamber that and we'll bring it up, up later because we want to make sure that we give uh, Yakify all the time that we that it needs to for, the, for our audience to understand what it's about. So I saw that uh, it's Italian based. Uh, not that I'm keeping track, but I think that you're the second Italian that I spoke to. The, uh, the first one was Robin Divan Calandri. She was from uh, Udropi. So it's been a while since I've gotten to speak to a fellow Italian. Um, but so you guys are, it's, it's an Italian-based company. And so, I mean, me, I'm, I'm, I would be marketing to the USA. That's like the big uh, marketplace, uh, you know, for, for an English speaker, um, them and the remaining uh, top, uh, top four are Canada, uh, in New Zealand, Australia. But obviously USA is like the VL end all for, uh, for a lot of us. How is it set up exactly f- to, to handle, say, a purchase made from the USA? Is it going to still essentially do what AliExpress does, only you know better, where it will still purchase a product and ship it over to the USA? Yes, actually, Yakupai is a company based in Italy, but we have uh, uh, our own Shenzhen warehouse, like a warehouse in Shenzhen that is a city in China. Oh, okay. And we have all our workers here, and we have also our buyer office there. So actually... Like um, we purchase, we have a relationship directly with factory. We purchase our product in China, and then from our warehouse in Shenzhen, we ship uh, to uh, all over the world and also the United States. Actually, in the United States, we have really fast shipping. We can deliver a package in three eight business days. Oh wow! Okay. Uh, um, another thing that I want to chamber because we'll, we'll get to this pretty soon about how um, my own uh, personal ex- uh, experience and what I'm working on right now. So I'm definitely excited to ask you about that too because that's going to be a personal takeaway. Uh, before we do that, I got to know where's uh, where, where does uh, Yakify come from? Like, what is what is where does the name come from? <laughs> okay, this is a really good question. Actually, the founder Yakify Giovanni Conforti comes from the south of Italy, uh, from a place called Puglia. Uh, I don't know if you never heard about ever heard about and uh, in south in the south of Italy there are a lot of dialects okay everybody has his own dialect my mother is from Calabria I have another dialect and uh, so uh, Yakchopai comes from a word in the Puglia dialect that means source source so like source uh-huh. product to source yes yeah, see, I'm only on like a on stage one of uh, Duolingo, uh, so my my Ita- I'm I'm working on my Italian because I wanted to learn it before I paid a visit. So so far I have a il uomo ragazzo. <laughs> that's that's all it's all that's all I got so far. That 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 and a couple of curse words that I'm not. Gonna... <laughs> so so one thing that we we do talk about a lot on the show is the transition from uh, drop shipping to say like white labeling uh, or branded e-commerce uh, to the point like. Getting, getting your own manufacturer if it gets to that point. So does uh, Yakify work or have plans to work with people who are looking to move on from dropshipping and moving into white label space and, and so on? Right now, creating the brand is really important in the dropshipping sector. 
because advertising is um, became uh, more expensive every day, especially on Facebook, uh, and this means that the real profit nowadays comes from uh, returning customers. So actually, you need to create customer loyalty. You need to create a brand that people can recognize, and you can have people that come back to buy again in, in on your store. You know, before in dropshipping, you create one one shop store, you sell only that product, single product, and then you close the store. Now it's not really possible to do yeah, that anymore. Yeah, it's very anymore. much like a pop-up. Oh, sorry. What? Oh, no, it, it reminds me of like pop-up stores um, in, in, the, in the physical world where, you know, they show up, they sell, and then they introduce people to the brand so they will go online and then and then they take off. Christmas is over. Yeah. Yakify offers also to uh, dropship available product or product, uh, simple product, but in customized box or bags branded with your logo. Or you can even decide to insert, for example, a card or a tag with your own logo or messages inside our packages. Well, that's fantastic. And that, and that leads into um, the other question, too, about this is about... I guess the 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 opposite of say somebody doesn't want to maybe start manufacturing their own stuff. What could a business look like where dropshipping is the fulfillment method that they stick to throughout? Is is it realistic for a business to just like stick to dropshipping? Um, I, I guess have the advanced version of it where they use the white labeling. But uh, what would be a, what, what's a possible end game for somebody who actually takes to the dropshipping method? Okay, um, to me, uh, dropshipper is like the retailer of the new millennia, you know? Before we have the shop on the street uh, selling items, and now we are online store, sell the item that we need. Mm -hmm. And actually they, they need to find the right niche and the right way to propose the right product, uh, for example, in the right period of time. And uh, so to me, this market for sure has uh, its own place, like, you know, his own existence. But of course, like if you want to create a long last business, you need to, to not only to do plastic drop shipping, but for example, when you find a winning, like you test a product, you drop ship that product, but then when you find a winning product, you can buy a little stock in advance to increase your margin and scale faster your sales. And then you can, for example, add um, branding packaging, branding, uh, uh, branding product, uh, and create your own like customer space. Mm, actually, we have a lot of customers that mm, create really big uh, businesses in this way. It's exciting and. You know, it's it's great timing too. Uh, just over the course of my own uh, development, so here's uh, here's a situation that I'm in, and this is why I ended up signing up for uh, for for Yakify myself. Is and and by the way, I will say uh, I have talked to other dropshipping services too, and you know, I, I I think some of it it has to do with you know wanting to support my uh, my fellow Italians. So so, so just so you all know that 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 was a factor in this. But anyways, so I I send a. The product that I'm working on right now, I don't. I know some people that like to keep it to themselves. I don't mind because for me, it's really more of a learning process, anyways. Uh, but it's these self-stick drawers that you can put underneath desks and tables, and it creates more space so that people don't have to have so much clutter on their desk. Uh, it's niche, but it's actually something that I quite like. And so, 
I, I get a friend of mine to order from my store just to test it out. And for the record, I gave him the full discount so he didn't actually have to spend any money on it. I would have felt bad about that. And that was about three weeks ago. Earlier on yesterday, uh, before I had uh, done my, my prep for Yakify, I had noticed that the last update for this shipment was 15 days ago uh, of this recording, which would be January 30th. It is now February 16th, and it's still on a plane, apparently. Like, this plane is still, like, I don't know, maybe it's just, like, hovering around. It's waiting for a landing or something like that. I don't know. The runway is, like, it's too cold, <laughs> and they, had to come, they ran out of fuel. Maybe the plane crashed. I don't know. But point is, the, I, this is, this is, like, one of my best friends. The idea of trying to earn somebody's trust with this, and who knows? I mean, we haven't even tested the product yet ourselves. So he's going to get this product, and for all we know, it's crap. So it that is a pretty significant limiting factor for a lot of people um, who you know they want we want to sell. And anybody who recognizes the importance of long term well being recognizes that we're not just going to like cheese out the first thousand customers. We need everybody to trust us. I signed on to, to Yakify and I put the link from AliExpress into the uh, into the product um, request service. And that's as far as I got. So can you tell us uh, what's going to happen next uh, to this? Uh, you guys are going to look at this link. You guys are going to check the product out, maybe even start getting your hands on it. Okay. Uh, actually, um, like a, you can ask, a, like you use the link to ask for a quotation, for a quotation for a new item. So uh, you will receive the quotation from our buyer office, and uh, so you will have a price for the product and the price for your shipping. And uh, there is like you can ship in many different countries, or you will have a different shipping option or shipping different times. It depends on the on the country you choose. And then you like you can uh, import that product with the picture and description on your store. And um, start to sell. When another arrive on your store, it will be automatically uh, imported on Yachtify. At this point, you can decide two, two different things. Or you pay manually the orders uh, every time that they arrive on Yachtify, or you upload some um, credit on our e-wallet. In this way, the e-wallet will pay Ah, automatically all the orders so that you don't need to go and pay one by one all all your (laughs) orders. And um, as soon as the order is paid, so it's marked as paid on our dashboard, like our buyer office will purchase the product from the supplier uh, that ships to Shenzhen. We will check the quality of the product. We will see that, like, the variant is correct that the product is not damaged that is uh, is not uh, like that appears like in the picture and then we will uh, repackage the product and ship it shipping to the final customer so that's fantastic and the one thing that still um there's still definitely more to get to but one thing that sticks out to me right away is being on a smaller scale i'm I'll be lucky if I get, you know, if I cross the 10 sale threshold. Um, so we are dealing with like a couple of products at a time. And I'm wondering if it's like, if it's too small to actually be worth your, your company's time. So um, if, if I, let's just say I get one customer, one paying customer, legit, they, they you know, they pay my, my full price. Um, is that, is there like a, an, a, an MOQ or is there a, a set amount of uh, orders that should be placed before uh, your company will, will start working on this, uh, on this particular product? No, no, no. You can uh, like a, uh... We start only also with the only uh, with the, no order. You don't need to send us order in advance. And our product don't have 
MOQ. Like actually 90% of our products don't have any MOQ. There is a small percentage of items that have uh, a really small MOQ, like two or three pieces. And normally these products, like uh, this product that have this small MOQ is because they are really cheap items. Mm -hmm. So like mm, a product that their value is under $1. So yeah. um, it's too cheap for the supplier to ship them one by one. So they require a minimum amount. But normally 90% of the products don't have any MOQ. Oh, okay. I see what you mean. Yeah. It, it gets to a point where it's more expensive to just send, the, like the package is more expensive than the product itself. So they just want to make sure that uh, the, there's a value there. And actually like uh, also if you have this, products that have a small MOQ, like, I don't know, maybe you have a, a little game for a cat that have an MOQ of two because it's really cheap. Like, we, we can buy two products and keep one in our warehouse in Shenzhen and ship them the next time that you receive an order. Uh, do you guys ever worry about capacity where, you know, as um, business continues to, to come in, and you're going to have, let's just say, like a couple of people order, say, 10 products, but then you have to order a thousand of them. Uh, does it get to the point where, you know, you have so much physical space and yet it might be difficult to justify an additional warehouse if you continue to hold other stuff that's, you know, cat toys and stuff along those lines? I'm sure you guys have thought about it, but I'm curious to know what's the, uh, what's the thought process. Our warehouse uh, grow with our business. Uh, we are actually searching for a larger warehouse right now, like, because, like, yeah. more you grow, more you need the space. Okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, it seems like a pretty simple answer to the question. It's just like, you know, because uh, it's just like the value of their product is all over the place. So if you think about it, some stuff can cost a couple of cents, but it can be like a big hunk of plastic. And then you can, conversely, you can also have stuff, you can have jewelry, right? It's a lot of money to, it's a high margin, but it can also be very small. So yeah, the, 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 the side of me that likes Tetris is just like, I don't know, that's trying to go crazy. So I'm just going to like uh, take that and move on. Let's go through the automation process for this. Uh, you covered a little bit so far. Let's just make sure our, our listeners understand just how much uh, Yakify is going to help dropshippers automate their business. Oh, okay. Yes, thank you. Um, actually, like we created software, <laughs> Yakify, that uh, can be connected with um, your store. So uh, we have an integration with the Shopify. We have a Shopify app. We have a plugin for WordPress that can be connected to WooCommerce. And we have also an integration with eBay. So like uh, you connect uh, your eBay or Shopify store to Yakify. And from that moment, uh, you can automate really a lot of action. Um, you source the product at B2B prices with our image recognition technology. So you send us the picture of the product that you're searching for. Uh, our software recognize products that you're searching for and send you back a quotation in real time for the same product or a really similar one. At this point, you have a product page complete with the price, shipping price for more than 100 country, picture, description, title. Um, you, uh, with a click, can import product page on your store, on the store that you connected. And then, as soon as an order is placed on your store for that product, like the order arrives to Yakify, uh, is, and if you have the e-wallet, like we said before, you the order is paid, processed, and directly shipped to your customer. Are all automatic. When the actually when the the package left our Shenzhen warehouse, we also update the tracking number inside your Yakify 
dashboard and inside your store. And uh, an email is automatically sent to your customer so that he will receive an email with the tracking number inside to check their, their packages. Now, when you say um, uh, look for the same product or a similar product, um, I might be like a bit of a stickler. And, and it's not just because I'm picky, which is also true, but it's also that because I've identified the, uh, the, the competition and they are selling similar products. And what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to avoid selling the exact same SKU that they're selling. I try to make sure that I look for ones that are uh, unique that no one else is really trying to market. Basically the same product, but a little bit, say maybe a little bit bigger, um, maybe a different color scheme, something along those lines. So um, would I have any leverage to push for say like a particular SKU that I really need, even if it's not currently available? Uh, yes, actually, you know, like uh, the image recognition is the first step. So you send this image. If the, the software finds your product, okay, fine, you can start to sell that. If uh, don't find the product or find the product that is similar but for you is not okay, you can still ask for a manual quotation to our buyer office. In this case, the quotation is not automatic. So you will need to wait uh, three business days, but still, like there is a real person that will search that product for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and this just speaks to the, uh, the the greater balance of, you know, we, we automate as much as we can, but because things can be very specific, it is important to also have people available to uh, to help kind of like connect those those dots together. Um, now, I know you guys also want to work on the, on the branding side as well. And you mentioned that if people have their own cards, they want to do their own inserts, uh, that's all part of it, which is uh, very exciting, by the way. Does, uh, does Yakify also uh, work with like developing of the brand, even to the point of stuff like color schemes or typography or, uh, or, or kind of marketing strategies they should use, anything along those lines? Uh, no, actually, uh, right now, like uh, we only, um, we, we don't work on marketing side, side for our customer. We don't offer marketing advice for our customer. I think our customer is really strong uh, on that side, but we can actually help them with the, for example, when you speak about the product label product for realizing a nice product, because you know, sometimes people say, oh, I want to print this logo and the logo is really complicated with a lot of color. And in, the, in this case, our buyer office will call you and say, mm, maybe this logo is too complicated to be print. You know, you, you maybe you need to send us an easier version, a version that can look nicer at the end. So we can help more on that side. Right. I, I think what it does is it creates, I'm, I'm thinking the word a filter um, or a threshold or something along those lines where um, for people who are developing their, their brand and their image, you know, we can write, we, we can draw anything we want on screen. In order for it to also be practical, there are certain um, stop gaps or gateways or something along those lines where you say, well, listen, this is actually really complicated. Here's the issue with the trying to print this. And what that does is it actually does help people develop their brand because they're recognizing that, you know, things in our imagination are, are free. We're free to do whatever we want within our imagination. We're free to do whatever we want on screen. But once we actually have to work with other people, then that's when we actually start to come across those restrictions. Uh, has, has that happened, by the way? Are you, do you have any like actual examples of people coming in with like a Picasso painting and say, listen, uh, there, there are colors here we've never even seen before. I don't know how you came up with that. We thought we'd seen them all, but you, sir, uh, you've impressed us. Yes, actually, it happens to us. But um, sometimes, uh, like, uh, you, you only need to speak with them and uh, like let me let they understand that you know printing in real life have some rule 
especially when you can decide different kinds of printing. And this means that one for one, the cost grows up. Mm-hmm. More color you use, more the printing on, of the logo is expensive. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And uh, second, like if the logo is really small, it would be really complicated to print a logo that has many, many different colors, right? It's better to have a total black or total white. Yeah. Listeners definitely, um, we, this is also something we all need to understand. And it's funny, is like the more creative some people are, including myself, the harder it can be to like, kind of like keep the keep things reined in. So I've always said that like um, restrictions are actually very good for creativity. If you tell somebody that they have to use one primary color, one secondary color, and maybe a tertiary for pops, um, that actually like is better for the creative process than to just hand somebody like all the colors in the world and say, go nuts, because um, they often do. And it's not uh, and it's not actionable. Yeah, normally we advise our customers to send us logo with one or maximum two colors. Actually, that's that's a great, that's a great point. Um, would there be uh, along those lines? Are there any other um, re- requirements or guidelines that you like customers know? So primary color, secondary color, anything else along those lines? Yeah, of course, when you decide to do private label, you need to have an IE or PDF uh, uh, format for your like images and your logos because, like you know, without that, the company cannot print your your logo. Sometimes. Like people send us JP, like normal picture that are not fine for that. <laughs> or somebody sends an animated GIF and like, can you print this on it? Uh, and I mean that every frame is that, yeah. Um, so that's, I, I got to tell you, that's fantastic. And so um, going back to my, you know, sell to my first customer uh, situation is, do I have to cross a certain threshold before I can start doing a logo and printing? Or, I mean, because it's a paid service, right? If I'm willing to pay the extra money to make sure that even my first few customers get the experience I want them to have, is that is that an option? Or do customers have to have, or do our clients uh, have to cross a certain um, point where uh, they unlock, I guess, certain additional services? Uh, no, we don't have the unlock system. Yeah. But uh, of course, for private label product and private label bags, there are some MOQs. And I'm trying to explain better. For example, to me, the bags and the customized packaging are open to everybody because they're so cheap that everybody can actually like, buy them. Like the MOQ for a bag with one log, one color logo print on it is 30 cents and the MOQ is 300. So it's really something that is affordable. In this way, you can buy your product one by one and then put it in the bag that it costs only 30 cents. Well, my math isn't great, but it's like 30 bucks for, for a bunch of those. So yeah. yeah. Okay. And and you know that the, the, even if it is 30 cents, that can completely change the, the value of the customer experience. The difference between them getting a, a logo, a thank you card versus getting a, a sheet of paper that's like poorly translated and say, you know, don't burn yourself. It's, it, it makes a significant difference. And it's not just for an individual company. It's also important for the industry as a whole, um, because if you have, what is it? The, a chain is only as strong as its weakest link. If you have these businesses that are sending products that like combust you know, when, when they get there, or if the packaging just looks like, well, who sent this? I thought I ordered from somebody who spoke English. Like that brings the whole industry down. It, it, it lowers the standards and it makes it more difficult for the consumer to trust other people who are marketing in the same space on, on Facebook and stuff like that. So it's, it's, it's really important. And it's a win-win for everybody. Yes. And to me, it's like um, the customized packaging, as I said to you, the bags 
and the cards are really cheap. Stuff. Yeah. So it's really a small uh, like effort to, to brand that kind of stuff. And then there is the product. Of course, the products are a bit more expensive because you have to buy a small stock. Mm, but actually, with the Occupy, the stock normally are really, like you can really buy small stock, like 100 pieces. It's not so high. Yeah, I, I think that's that's like what I would do with mine. I would want to try to sell the first 100. And um, if, on AliExpress, like five bucks. So five times 100 is like, what, $200, something like that? My math is bad, but again, it's very affordable. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really bad at math. That's why, that's why I, I, I prefer the marketing side. So I want to ask about the, the, the shipping, and I'm going to ask you in two parts. Part one will be about getting it to the customer, and part two will be if the customer wants to send it back. So getting it to the customer, let's, let's just compare, for instance, somebody um, right now, say, for instance, a customer of mine, hypothetically, because I don't have any yet, they they order from me, I order from AliExpress, and it's shipped all the way over to it. Now, there's a lot of disadvantages. Um, I have no idea what the packaging looks like. I'm, I'm going to grant to that I know the product is good because we're, we're still in that testing part of it. And so the customer gets it. The shipping shouldn't take four weeks. The shipping should be uh, less than that in the ideal circumstance, but we're not in ideal circumstances right now. We're in um, well, some people consider it a nightmare, but anyways, the only advantage that I can see, but it is a significant one is that it is going directly to the customer. Whereas I guess what, what you guys are doing is it, the product wants to arrive in the warehouse first and then the purchase is made. So in that way, the, the shipping is just sent out directly from there. That's correct. Uh, actually, like, uh, you know, like um, our fulfillment process. So like when the order arrives from your store to Yakify, there is the fulfillment process. And the fulfillment process is divided in processing time and then like uh, repackaging a ship of the, of the parcels. And uh, like after an order arrives, there is this processing time uh, that is the time that goes from where, when your order is paid to us to when the package arrives from your supplier the supplier to our warehouse in Shenzhen normally is between three and five days. And uh, so like as soon that the order is paid, we purchase the item from the supplier. They ship the product to our warehouse in Shenzhen. We check the quality, repackage the item, take away all the label and stuff related to the Chinese supplier, and then we ship to the final customer. So. Like, yes, you have to wait from three to five processing days, and then you have the shipping time to add. But with the actual file, if you want, like, are willing to buy a little stock of products, even uh, 10 or 20 products altogether, we can keep this product in our warehouse in Shenzhen. At, at that moment, the processing time became only one day because the products are already in our warehouse. So you can really cut your delivery time. Uh, like because you have only the shipping time. I, I'm I'm just like I'm I'm fighting. I shouldn't have to fight back a smile, but I'm grinning so much right now because like your 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 company is really like solving a lot of the problems that have kept me from uh, being able to really move forward with it. Now you know I'm I'm in my own unique position. Other people have done fine without it, but like e even if it is just a a small store that's only selling a couple of products, you know I still want to make sure that it packs a punch and and, and delivers on the uh, on, on the ideal uh, consumer experience. And so. When, when the other part of the shipping that I'm wondering about is the difference between like, for, first of all, silly question, but does the stuff travel by boat or by plane? It's, uh, of course, when you buy drop shipping, it's by plane. Like if you buy wholesale, like thousands of products, you can ship it 
<laughs> okay, I know it's a silly question, but I really don't know that stuff. Um, so what I'm wondering about is the efficiency of, let's just say, a plane dropping off something from an AliExpress seller versus the efficiency of a plane dropping off uh, something in uh, in the in the states from from Yakify. Uh, how does Yakify uh, outpace the, the the shipping from the AliExpress seller once it's stateside? Okay, like uh, mm, I think this uh, concerns uh, two different things. Uh, first of all, uh, um, as we said before, on AliExpress you buy from a supplier that uploads the product on AliExpress. You don't buy directly from AliExpress. AliExpress don't take responsibility for, for the product itself. Yes, yes, you're right. Yeah, because AliExpress is they're basically dropshipping from a wholesaler on Alibaba. You you are right about that. Yes. So often, you know, happens that like a supplier said that that they will ship your packages, for example, with the e-packet, and then they use another cheap services and give you like uh, in, in exchange without telling you anything. Like there are a lot of scam on this argument. And uh, with the Actify, this will never happen, especially because we are an Italian company and we have to guarantee that the, the shipping, that um, it's the one that you, pay for actually and this is the first thing um the second thing is that um actually the shipping time depends on the product the type of product you choose the size of the product and also the destination country so uh, like we have uh, actually an expert in our company that is co like constantly studying the shipping time all over the world to find the best uh, the best company to work with, the best uh, um, worldwide company to work with, and uh, right now, like we have uh, an express shipping for some country like the US and many European countries that is called Special Line, and uh, with Special Line uh, we can ship uh, like Special Line have two different services: Premium Special Line and the normal Special Line. With premium, you can ship in three, eight days in the UK, United States, Italy, etc. Of course, then we have other shipping options. For example, if you want to ship, uh, oh, the other day they asked me about uh, Indonesia, for example. Yes, we can ship to Indonesia. Of course, right now we don't have a special line for Indonesia. We, uh, we ship with the uh, e So, like, we need, uh, we have a, a slower shipping method. But actually, we write on your like on on your product page and also on your order when you purchase like something from us, which is the shipping method that we are going to use. And then uh, conversely, uh, I also wanted to ask about returns. So part two is a customer wants to uh, facilitate a return. Now, this is like a, a small part of this, um, which is the uh, the virtual address. So I haven't set one up yet, but one of the things that is highly recommended for dropshippers is to set up a virtual address. So then that way we don't have to reveal where we live uh, in case some customers get very angry um, and very motivated. And so um, I, I just want to like kind of like put that out just to, it, just in case that's an element to it. So with that said, uh, what's the return process for customers who are dissatisfied with their uh, self stickable drawer? Okay. Um, actually, we have a, a, a refounder and ship policy that everybody can see on our website. And um, like uh, we will reship or refund products that, are, that arrive wrong. For example, you write, uh, you, you buy a red uh, phone case and it arrives blue. Or we 
ship or a fun product that arrives broken or damaged in some way. We don't, uh, we don't have a refund or a ship policy for if the customer don't like the product. You know, like the, this is not in our option. Mm-hmm. But with special line, uh, a good thing is that we can offer to deliver a tent. Often when, uh, like, you know, uh, the post mail arrives to the ha- house of, the cust- of our customers, the customer is not home. And uh, with normal shipping, like the packet, you lose the package. Uh, but with special line, our like the carrier will try a second delivery. So like, actually, your customer have two op- like two chance to get the packages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this part is an important part too. Um, one of my previous sales positions, normally I don't like to throw businesses under the bus, but FedEx has really put me through the ringer, so I'm going to throw them under the bus, where they had to deliver a pretty high quality product. We're talking like luxury watches here. And the and and the customer was in the UK. So the, so the driver, the courier, he puts the box like by the garbage cans outside and then takes off. And because it was London, it was eventually rained on, so by the time the customer got to the box, it was it was it was it was soaked. It was drenched. I mean, the wash was fine because it's, you know these things are protected, but uh, that is not a satisfactory experience for somebody who just spent like a lot of quid on a, on a luxury product. So, so that part of it is really important too. And and I think you raise a good distinction between no fault uh, returns versus situations where the customer and I would say the business too. I would put myself on the on the uh, through the ringer. There is it is also the fault of the of the business where it's like. In my example, if a customer tries a drawer out, they stick and it doesn't work. I don't want Yakify to get back a broken product because then I, it's not going to be shipped. So at that point, I would just say, okay, you know, I'm just going to send you the money back. You can keep it. You know, uh, Bob's your uncle. It's not really worth uh, the resend. Um, so I think that's an important distinction just to keep in mind too. Is that like, okay, if something went wrong but before the customer had a chance to use it, then you know that's that's more valid. Um, I guess one. The ground between these two is a customer pulls it out of the package. They look at it. They don't use it. It's still usable condition. They said, you know, never mind. I want to return. Is that okay? Uh, no, we don't accept this kind of return. Like, because, okay. like, you know, is like I buy this dress. I don't like this dress anymore. I want to return. This is not like we don't offer this kind of service right now. Okay, that's that's fair. Yeah, I mean, it can lead to like. It can lead to a lot of uh, a lot of mess and a lot of chaos down the line if you have stuff and it's subjective. Like maybe they wore it, but they took like pristine care and it actually is resellable condition. Maybe they did, and so it, it gets messy. So I understand that. But I'm glad I asked that one because that's one that I really wanted to like uh, just make sure to uh, to know about. So I've only got you for another like uh, ten minutes unless we uh, we decide to go over, which has happened. So. What's uh, Yakify's relationship with, um, I know you mentioned eBay, it's connected to eBay. I just want to run through the other outlets as well, because there's quite a few, you know, we got Amazon, Facebook Marketplace. So can you run through again, and I'm, I'm sorry, by the way, this is me like a learning process for me too, so I, I would hate to have to make you repeat anything, but uh, run through the platforms that it's going through and which ones you have in mind that you want to uh, make your way onto. Uh, like, oh, okay, right now we have a connection with Shopify, uh, with WooCommerce, so it's WordPress and eBay. Uh, and then we offer actually like uh, services for Amazon FBA. Using our software, you can uh, request a quotation for a world safe product uh, to ship directly to Amazon FBA. So we will give you a quotation that includes the price of the product, the special labeling for, for Amazon FBA, uh, the shipping, uh, the customs, and the delivery to the uh, FBA location. 
so this is another thing. And then, uh, like, actually, we have uh, um, uh, an Excel file import tool. So uh, if you have another store, so you don't have Shopify, you don't have WooCommerce, still, you can sell our product on your store, but you need to import the order on Yakify using an Excel file. So you will upload your Excel file on our dashboard and then the order will be captured by the software and then the process, the rest of the process remains the same. I feel like I covered um, uh, everything uh, essential that we need to cover. It's only other one like open-ended question I can really ask you is, did we miss anything? Are there any other services or any other features you just want to make sure that we know about? Uh, yes, actually, like, um, okay, uh, Yakify is mainly dropshipping, but we do also wholesale. So, like, a customer can decide to buy wholesale products from us, and we can, like, ship them in bulk in the U.S., in Italy, in Spain. And this is another kind of shop, uh, services. For example, there are some customers that sell something in dropshipping, and then their best seller, they prefer to have it in their own warehouse somewhere so we can do also that right i see what you mean so that that's um well i mean i was about to say it's more b2b but uh, technically everything we've said so far is b2b but it's yeah i, I see what you mean it's, it's a higher ball product uh and then also uh, let us know about the affiliate program because i know um you have that one and to my recollection uh, i was uh, i don't uh, you know what i'm sure the other ones do or at least are considering an affiliate program so maybe i shouldn't say that but anyways uh yeah just let us know about the affiliate program yeah, we have an affiliate program actually, and uh, it's uh, based on revenue share. So, like uh, uh, everybody at home, uh, like if you are a dropshipper, you know a bunch of dropshippers, or you have, I don't know, you are an expert in a commerce sector, you have a blog or YouTube channel that you want to monetize in some way, you can actually join our application program. Uh, join, you can join for free, and it's really easy. You just need to sign up. And we will give you a referral link. Um, then you can, uh, like, all the people that sign up from that referral link are your referral customer. And because Yakify is a completely free software, make people sign up is really easy because they don't have to pay anything. Like, another thing is that we give a special bonus to all the people that uh, use, uh, like, sign up from the referral link. In this way, the affiliate don't lose to risk any referral because you know like if you register by yourself alone on yakify you don't get any bonus if you register from the affiliation link you can get a, a 60 image recognition the first month after the registration so you double your quotation product quotation for the first month and uh, and then when the people that you make sign up start to purchase a product on our store, you will get a 3% revenue share on all the products that they purchase. So they can be drop shipping product or wholesale product. We will give you the 3% on all the products that they buy. And think about it, like our average, the average sense of our customers is around 4,000 per month. So, like, you will get 3% revenue every month on all the products, like, customers that you have. There's no way I'm going to get the math on that. So, yeah. Well, this this is this is all fantastic. Um, I, I I I really mean it when I say that I'm excited uh, for the potential of this and um, and my own working relationship with it. Um, it's it's definitely 
helping me resolve some of the issues that I've had, as I've said, like six times already. Um, so for the listeners, if you, you know, if you trust my judgment on this, um, you know, have a look. I think you guys are going to be uh, impressed by it. And, uh, and I, and I'm allowed to say the following because I'm an Italian too, but Italians, we, here's what we do. We see things and then we make a better version of it. Uh, case in point, coffee. Okay, an Italian saw coffee and said, oh, this is take it too long. I make a, uh, just as a strong, but like a one-eighth of the size. You drink it so fast, I call it espresso. It's like, this is what we do. So I, I, I strongly recommend, uh, you know, you give it a shot, uh, nothing to lose. It's, 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 it's free and I'm going to be right there with you. So, uh, you know, feel free to contact podcast.debeefy.com and uh, maybe we'll, uh, uh, we'll do some affiliations ourselves as well. So a very, very exciting time uh, right here now. Um, so some of that uh, out of... Um, out of our system. I was about to say out of the way, but why would I say that? That's not a good thing to say. Anyways, uh, I just wanted to actually uh, ask you in the little bit of time that we have left about your experience in China, uh, having lived there for five years. Like what what brought you to China in the first place? How was it learning the language there? And you know, what are some like the, the, the takeaways that really stuck with you? I arrived in China because I won a scholarship. I was, I oh, was okay. still in university and I won a scholarship to like, to do the last year of my university in China. And of course, I learned the Chinese. Uh, and then uh, there, I met this lady that um, imports Italian products uh, in China, and they hired me to work with her. And that was my first job, like like real job in my life. I did other stuff, but not so concrete. And then uh, I, I, like, for me, it's an amazing place. Like and uh, I love live there, so I stay there for a long time. And really, I I think it's an experience that everybody needs to do. You know, when you arrive in China, seems to be in the future, as we said before, like first contact. Like um, especially some city like Shanghai, uh, they it seems to be twenty years in the future. Like everything is connected, uh, everything is super technological and uh, really like they have amazing 3D technology. Like, I don't know if you see something online, like, but like every mall in China now have 3D advertising that come out from the building. It's, uh, it's insane. So if, if you like this kind of stuff, for sure, you have to visit <laughs> and, uh, Second, I think, uh, like, especially in Europe, probably we have a lot of uh, bad uh, idea about Chinese people. I think it's not always like this. Like, they have a lot of uh, products created by them that are really nice, really well done. Their technology now is really incredible. They have a lot of tradition, too, and they, like... It's a really, really long-lasting country. Like they have a lot of history, so it's they have many things to give to us. Yeah, and you know, I, I I'm certainly uh, guilty too of uh, having my own um, stereotypical views of China. I mean, if people have listened to every episode, people know that I've said a lot of positive things about it: a, a rich history, um, a diligent workforce, 
And there are definitely some some spot, spots that stick out. Like one of the very early episodes where it was just me, I just talking about some of the working conditions. But what I didn't know until I researched is that there is a, a counterweight to it. There are watchdogs and there is an attempt to improve the working conditions of them. Um, I, I think for me, my, my issue has always been more with like the state of it rather than the in, any individual person. Uh, the individ- I've never met a Chinese person that I didn't think was wonderful. Um, you know, my parents made good friends with this Chinese family. They come visit us once in a while. Well, not lately, but um, you know, they're, they're, they have huge smiles on their faces. They're happy to be alive and, and, and they love what they do. And so I, I, I think it's I, what surprises me just hearing what you're saying is how Shanghai is like, you know, 20 years into the future. I would have, I would have thought that about like Tokyo, Japan. I wouldn't have expected that about Shanghai. So, uh, so credit where it's due. Uh, and w- with that, um, we're going to get you on out of here. This has been a fantastic hour. Uh, I really want to thank you for your time. And I'm, and I'm genuinely excited to uh, integrate this, uh, this software into my own uh, business because it's very uniquely positioned to solve my problem and make me feel good about being an Italian too. So that's, that's two for two. Uh, if you have any parting words, I like to always uh, offer a chance if you have any words of wisdom, anything you'd like to just kind of like impart on listeners, uh, feel free. And then let the listeners know how they can uh, get involved with your work and what you do. Okay, thank you. Uh, first of all, thank you for inviting me. I think it was really fun. I, I really had a fun Great. time Great and it was an amazing interview. Thank you. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> and uh, like, uh, you know, if I have to give an advice, it's, you know, uh, guys, I think like dropshipping is really a business that can give you great, great satisfaction. But Rome was building in a day. So like you can became a billionaire in a single month. You have to, you know, keep on doing a little bit, learn, watch video tutorial. Don't like, don't give up at the first, uh, first moment, uh, first uh, like challenge that you find. Like um, dropshipping is a great fulfilling method. Like uh, they have a few uh, startup costs, uh, minimal business risk, and statistics show that it's growing fast. So this means that it actually works, but you know you need to work a, a little bit on that. Like we actually have some um, courses also on our YouTube channel. If you want to work really for newbie, we will explain everything step by step: how to open uh, a Shopify store, how to connect Yakify, how, how can open you can open, uh, for example, uh, a business manager on Facebook and start make campaign. Like really a step-by-step course. So if you need, you can watch that on our YouTube channel that is called, of course, Yakify. So like if you want to contact us, like you can visit our website, yakify.com, or you can write in our Facebook chat. We will reply right, right away. And uh, or you can write to our email that is info at yakify.com. You are welcome. All the questions are welcome. All the feedback are also welcome. Because really, feedback are important. We will try always to improve our services and our software interface. Give better experience to all, all of you. Fantastic. All right. uh, well, listeners, I think that's, uh, that's everything we've got uh, planned for today. So once again, thank you for your time. Um, Simona, thanks for being here. Take care, and we'll check in soon. Thanks for listening. You might have found this show on many number of platforms. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, or right here on Debutify. Whatever the case, if you enjoy this content and want to help us thrive, please take a few moments to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you think is best. We also want to hear from you, so whether you think you'd be a good guest or want to weigh in on anything related to our show, you can email podcast at debutify.com. 
or connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Finally, this podcast is created by the passionate team at Debutify. If you're ready to take the plunge into e-commerce or are looking to up your game, head over to Debutify.com and see how we can change your life and the lives of many through what you do next.